Would you pray with me? Our God and our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the gift of your Son that Christ is risen from the dead and we are one with him. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity that we get to come together and to, and to study, to read, and to receive from you a message from your word. I pray, Father, that you would bless the reading of your word, that you would bless us as we, as we hear it and as we attempt, Father, to draw meaning and significance from it and apply it to our lives. Father, we thank you so much for your will revealed to us through your word. We love you, Father, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've started a series, and I've been tasked with answering this question, what is love? This, this comes from... Uh, the passage that was given to us in Matthew, actually it was Mark that was given to me to, to read this, but I'm going to read from the parallel passage in Matthew, if you'll read along with me. Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. Jesus speaking to a crowd of people, and he's approached. And the scripture says, one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and foremost commandment. And so he's answered the question. Jesus has already given the man his answer. But immediately after that, he says, the second is like it. And this guy's like, oh, I didn't ask about the two greatest commandments. But Jesus said, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what he meant by that in just a few minutes. But essentially... He's told us that love, love for God, love for others, those are the pinnacle of the commandments that God has given to us. Not only are they the highest commandments, they are the two commandments on which every other commandment. In Old Testament scripture, this is Old Testament scripture that he's referring to to these people. And if, if like me, you've been doing your yearly I'm going to read the Bible through plan, you're probably somewhere in Leviticus or Numbers right about now. And you're thinking, wow, how, do I, how am I loving my neighbor through this? How is this how I express my love to God and to my fellow man? And so the question that we want to answer today is, what is love? And what do you think of when the question, what is love, is posed to you? Well, my first was, baby, don't hurt me, but that's just a song, and that's not what we're talking about. No, the title of our lesson is, what is love? Defining love's true meaning. And so we're going to be diving into that idea of what does love mean? What does it mean to love? 
And there's a lot of ideas about what love is, what it means to love. We use the term love in a lot of different ways. We could ask ourselves, is love a feeling? Just because I have an emotion towards somebody, is that love? Is love an action? Is what I do the, a love? Is that what love is? Is love a decision? Is love a choice? Now, I, as I grew in my marriage, I learned or I came to believe at some point that love is a choice. At least to some degree, that's, 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 that's love. But uh, husbands, let me, let me share this bit of wisdom with you. When your wife asks you, why do you love me? Because I decided to is not the answer she's looking for. So, what is love? Is it a feeling? Is it an action? Is it a decision I've made? Well, how do we use the word love? We use the word love in a lot of different ways. We can use it when we say, I love my kids. And I do, I love my kids. But I can also use it when I love Chinese food. I do. It's, that's a true statement about me. Or we say sometimes that I fell in love. But these are all different meanings, different shades of meaning, different, really different even, different concepts. And in English, I feel like we, we struggle to define what love is because really we're talking about lots of different things. We're talking about lots of different concepts, lots of different applications and ideas. And so we have a few different Greek words that the Greeks used to, 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 that is translated into English as love. We have brotherly love. Friendship love. People that just enjoy each other's company and care about each other. That's philia. We have familial love. The love that a parent has for a child or a brother has for a brother or sister. This idea that we are connected by blood, we are part of a whole, we are part of a family, and so we love each other. And of course, there's the um, physical love, the, the sexual attraction kind of love. And that was eros. I didn't pronounce the other one. Storge was, was the one before that. Eros. But that's not the one that Jesus was using when he was telling us that the greatest commandment is love. He used a different word. He used this word, agape. No, not agape because your mouth is wide open. Agape is what he was talking about. It's a word that is hard to define. It's considered the purest form of love. Sometimes you'll hear it referred to as, uh, or translated as charity. But it carries with it this idea of selflessness. It carries with it this idea of um, of unconditionality, if that's a word. I'm not sure that's a word. It, of being unconditional. Second John chapter 1, verses 5 through 6. 
says, Now I ask you, lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. Well, okay, Second John here says that um, love is obedience. Love is obeying the command. Is that, uh, is that really what John meant? That subservience, obedience, submission, that that's love. Let's look at another scripture. Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10 says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So I think Romans gives us a better, better lens through which to view that passage in, in 1 John. That love looks a whole lot like obedience to the command. That if you're obeying God's command, you are actually performing acts of love. And if you're treating your brother and your sister, you're treating people with this, putting their needs, putting their safety, <clears throat> putting their well-being first, then you're showing love to them. If you love your brother, you're not going to murder him. If you love your brother, you're not going to steal from him. If you love your brother, you're not going to covet what he has. You're not going to be envious of him. It's going to change the way you relate to that person. So is love obedience? Well, yeah, I think in a way you, we can say it kind of is. But I don't think that's the whole Let's look, got a little ahead of myself there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the infamous love chapter. Maybe if you started memorizing scripture, this might be one of the first ones you want to go to. I, I've heard this, you know, when, some, when your children are looking for somebody to date, you, want to, you tell them, Put that person's name in 1 Corinthians 13, and if it works out, then maybe that's a good person to, 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 um, to couple up with. So this scripture is used for a lot of things. Let's read this together. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. It, is, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices 
with the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. I want you to think about what Paul is saying love is here and what love does. I want you to think about for a second, and I think I've shared this before, but I think it bears repeating. That in Paul's description of love here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he is describing the way love behaves in the face of unloving behavior. And so this is a good description of love for us because we often, in all of our relationships, whether it be close personal relationships or strangers, are going to encounter unloving behavior. And it's easy to act in a way that, that looks like this when people are acting this way back to us already. It's real easy for two people to get along if they never disagree with each other, if they never treat each other poorly. But love, true love, love that never fails is the kind of love that endures all things. Is the kind of love that believes all things. That hopes all things. Even when it's faced with unloving behavior. Even when it's faced with adversity. Even when it's faced with things that it can't wrap its mind around. Love says, okay, I love you anyway. Love says it doesn't matter what you do to me. That is not going to change what I do to you. That's a high calling. And so, in a way, I think, that lends itself to this idea that love is a choice. Love is putting the interests of someone or something else before our own interests. Regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of what we are met with. Regardless of what we get in return. First John chapter 4. If you, want a, if you want a crash course in love, First John, actually all of John's epistles, First, Second, and Third John, and the, and, and the Gospel of John. John is the love apostle, and he loves to talk about it. But we're going to read a passage here from 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, 
that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I love how in the same breath that John says, this is love, that Christ died for us, that he did it before we ever loved him. And then he mentions that he did this to be the propitiation, the payment for our sins. So not only is this definition of love, this example of love as demonstrated by Jesus Christ, in the face of, of us not being the instigator of this loving relationship, but it is in spite of the fact that we were enemies. We had broken the relationship. And God says, I don't care. I love them anyway. We didn't love God first. He loved us first. And he loved us in spite of ourselves. That is a picture of what love is. And that's why I think one of the best definitions of love is that love is placing value. Love is where we place our value. You know, the, the parable that Jesus, that Jesus taught about the man who, who found the, the pearl, that he gave up everything that he had in order to attain it. He saw in that thing value that was more than whoever was selling it had placed upon it. And he was willing to give up everything that he had. He was willing to place the value of that thing way above all the stuff that, he are, that, that was his. And give up all that stuff in order to attain that thing. And that was a picture of God's love for us. And it was an instruction about how we are also to love God. That we see in God value that is beyond what we have. That is higher than ourselves. And so we are willing to give up whatever we have. Whatever we want. Whatever our plans are, we are willing to give that up. Because we love and value God. Again, that's a high calling. Think about yourself. Think about yourself and what you value. What's important to you. And it's easy to think, oh yeah, of course, you know, God's up at the top of that list. But is he really? Is he really? Is there something that you felt that God has called you to do? Something that God has required of you that something has gotten in the way of? 
Is there something that you're putting off that you feel is your duty to do that is something that God wants for you that you're waiting on something in your life to be right? Do you love God? Do you value him? Is he a pearl that you're willing to give it all up for? The second commandment is likened unto it. Is there a relationship in your life that you aren't willing to give up something to mend? Is there a brother or sister, maybe within these walls, who something is standing between you? Do you love your brothers and sisters? Do you love your neighbor as you love yourself? Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. Jesus placed this idea because that's what, that's what love looks like. You want them to do this for you? Well, you need to be already doing it for them. Well, you say, well, the Bible says they should be doing that to me. No. The commandment is for you. The commandment is for me. The commandment isn't reciprocal. Treat each other with love. Value each other above ourselves. Allow yourself to, to be wronged in order to show that love. Love endures all things. 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. Is love an action? Is love a choice? love a feeling yes 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 first and foremost love is a priority do we place ourselves on the top of the heap do we place our interests and our wants our desires above other people do we place our wants above God do we place our comfort? Do we place our pride? Do we place our greed? Do we place ourself in any way 
at number one. What is love? Love is saying you are more important. Love is saying I am willing to give my life like John said. Everything that I am, everything that I have, I am willing to give it up for you. Or for you, or for you. Or for him. Most of all, for him. Do we love? Do we really love? Do we know what that means? Let's think about that. This week, think about where is our value? Where is our priority? What have we placed on the top of our list? What is standing between us? And God. And our, and our fellow man. And let's reorder that list if we need to. Because that's what love is. Love is taking ourselves down a few notches on the list. Thank you.